This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello and welcome to Six Figure Dog Business on PetLifeRadio.com. I am your host, Ty Brown of TyTheDogGuy.com. And this is the show where we help you start or grow your pet-related business to a healthy six-figure per year or more income. And today's episode is blowing my mind. Not that I'm bringing you... No, I'm I'm bringing you something that you're definitely going to want to listen to, but... My content isn't what's blowing my mind right now. What's blowing my mind is what's going on right now in the state of dog businesses during Corona. I'm going to talk to you about what's going right and what's going wrong during Corona and how you can protect your business, grow your business, save your business during this time. So stay right with me. Everyone, Michelle Fern here. I have the perfect gift for Mother's Day. You know, I can't visit my mother-in-law as much as I'd like to, and that's why I love the Skylight Frame. It's a touchscreen photo frame that you can email photos to, and they appear in seconds, so my mother-in-law can see the pictures right away. And I have a great savings for you. Just go to skylightframe.com/pet, and you'll save ten dollars. That's right, S K Y L I G H T F R ame.com slash pet pet and you'll save ten dollars and get ready to receive sheer happiness thank yous from your recipient because they will love this let's talk pets on petliferadio.com All right, guys, we're back, and I'm, I am absolutely floored at what is going on in the world right now with everything, and I'm chuckling kind of with like I don't believe it, combined with I don't believe it, combined with I don't believe it. This is the strangest times I've ever lived through. I'm I'm 39 years old, so with my habits, I'll probably make it to about 43. So I'm I'm most of the way there. <laughs> Just kidding, but I, I'm not that old, but I'm also not that young, and so this is the strangest time for me. And I have held off for weeks now. So just a little transparency here. I am recording this April 24th, 2020. So I have been primarily quarantined myself since March 15th, 16th. So I'm kind of going nuts because I've been indoors for about six weeks now. I mean, I go on a lot of walks and stuff, but I'm kind of going a lot, a little bit nuts, but I've been spending this time running my business. You know, frankly, <laughs> most of my time was spent indoors anyways before because I, I work from home. I run my business from my home, but I was doing a lot more stuff. I was going to the beach a lot, going on hikes a lot, stuff like that. Now I'm not able to do so much of that stuff, but, um, but I've had a lot of chance to reflect and I was holding off on talking about a lot of this stuff because I hate when I see people who are taking advantage of crisis. And I'm not looking to gain anything from this this podcast. There's nothing for sale. I'm not pushing anything, none of my coaching or anything like that. I've actually put a freeze on my coaching right now until we see more of what's going on. But I do think that what I've seen and because of the position I'm in, the stuff that I know and, and what I've seen is worth sharing 
and is worth you listening to. Because I have a, a dog training business where we've got four locations around the United States. And in addition to that, I coach dog trainers in dozens of states on growing their business. So I've got a snapshot into the industry that the other people might not. And that gives me some really cool data and some anecdotal and real life data on stuff to work with. And so what I'm seeing is all over the board and crazy. And so we as a company are actually growing right now. I couldn't believe it at first. You know, I could not believe that we were growing. In fact, here's exactly, <laughs> here, here's the timeline that we went through. Come mid-March when, you know, things started shutting down, you know, the NBA shut down, things start shutting down mid-March, I freaked the geek out. I was like, oh my gosh. You know, I did fine during the last recession, 2008. I started my business in 2007 and it grew through 2008, 2009 when the country was in a big recession, but I was a one-man band you know, I, it didn't take much for me to grow for 2006 is when I started anyways, but we were a young business. It was just me. And so, you know, going from 150,000 to 200,000 was really cool growth, or I don't even remember what it was, but you know, somewhere around there was really cool growth during that time. But you know, I was just a one person show. I didn't need a whole lot more in order to show growth. This time around, the thing that's been scaring me for years now is I'm like, oh, I know a recession's coming. I know a recession's coming. It's got to. They always come. The things that, uh, <laughs> well, I won't talk about the politics, but, you know, I, I know one's coming. And now we're much more, you know, our organization's a lot bigger. We've got, you know, a dozen trainers. We've got support staff. We've got all sorts of stuff like that. How are we going to be able to weather the next storm with something that's been on my mind? And so we've been trying to build our business with that in mind, like, hey, how can we create great systems and how can we do things so that we're prepared? And I wasn't prepared. I didn't think, it, you know, we were in a great economy in February and suddenly March, boom, you know, things have, have gone crazy. And my biggest fear was, oh my gosh, how are we going to afford to do the things that we need to do to pay our personal bill? Because almost immediately we started losing clients left and right. You know, in the middle of March, it was every day, you know, someone that had signed up last week needed to cancel. Someone that signed up today called back later and said, no, I just can't do it. You know, someone that was like, oh, I, I really want to do this, but I can't because of Corona. And anyways, we, left and right, you know, easily in the tens of thousands over the first, you know, the last two weeks of March. And so literally the last two weeks of March, <laughs> no joke. I'm looking at houses in Mexico. This might sound crazy, but this is, this is the way that my mind works is I always have to know what is the worst case scenario and can I deal with it? So, and I love Mexico, so I'm not saying Mexico is the worst case scenario, but in my mind, my worst case scenario is what if we're really out of money and we just have to survive off of the cash that we have? Okay, well, if that's the case, where can we go and make that cash last? All right, Mexico is the place. We can do that in Mexico. You know, we can just drive down there. We can rent a place for 500 bucks a month, live on beans and, and rice for a little while, you know, survive as a family for 1500 bucks a month or something you know, go through our cash over the next couple of years and, and come out, you know, ready to go in a couple of years when the world turns back to normal. That's literally what my mind, where my mind went, that I have to start planning for the worst case scenario. And frankly, that's still on my mind, <laughs> not necessarily going to Mexico, but I'm always thinking of worst case scenario because in my, my mind has to have that as a safety, like if this, then that, and we've got enough cash to where we could go live in Mexico for a while and be happy. And so that's what I was thinking in March. Come the beginning of April, you know, we're still losing clients left and right. My office manager has has offered to go to take less hours 
And I'm like, thank you. You know, that, that means a lot. Really appreciate that. And then, but she was like, you know what? But I, I think we're okay. Like our March was actually bigger than last year. You know, March 2020 was bigger than March 2019. And I'll be honest, I'm awful at looking at numbers. My, you know, <laughs> my mind works in stupid ways. But yeah, it's it's one of these things to where for years now it's been like, let me just bring in as much revenue as I can and I'll have my wife put it where it needs to go. Um, so I dug into QuickBooks and I was floored. We were $40,000 up March of 2020 from March of 2019. And I was like, are you kidding me? How? We lost so many clients. And we did. We'd lost tens of thousands of dollars worth of revenue, you know, of people who had to cancel. But our trajectory was just trending up, 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 up since the last year, you know, since 12 months previous, that yeah, where we lost some revenue, we were already, you know, with everything that we were doing, we we're already gaining a lot. And so in my mind, I was like, okay, but man, it's April. I thought this was going to turn around in April. You know, in the middle of March, I was like, oh, it'll be springtime. It'll be warm. It'll turn around in April. Nothing to worry about. Like, I've never gone through a bloody pandemic. And sure enough, we're getting into April. I'm like, well, that's not going to work. Um, <laughs> it's not coming back that quick, hopefully in May, but the economy still shut off. And so as of right now, I went and checked my QuickBooks from last year to this year, or sorry, last April, April 1st through April 24th, 2019, and April 1st through April 24th, 2020, and we're up $47,000 from last year. So 2020, we're $47,000. So I have no idea. We'll probably end the month at $60,000 more than last year or something like that. I don't know. And I am floored. I'm smiling ear to ear while at the same time having a pain in my gut for people who are going through, oh, and, and this is why I've been, I've, I've shared a little bit of this on Facebook, but I've been so hesitant to share. I don't want to sound like a douche as I say this, um, but I do volunteer work every, uh, every Thursday at a food kitchen or not a food kitchen. It's like a food pantry where we give away food and clothing to, to um, folks who need it in our community. And I have been... It's something that I really enjoy. I enjoy helping and giving back. But these last several weeks have been a nightmare. People in who, who look very middle class in nice cars, you know, $30,000, $40,000 cars are coming to get free, you know, two boxes of food, you know, some cereals, some beans, some rice. You know, people are in trouble right now. And it it hurts. Like, it it... it it hurts me deeply. And then I'm also at the same time smiling because our fortune is so good. It's, it's conflicting, I, I guess, is, be, is the best way to put it. I feel very conflicted and incredibly blessed at this point that we are doing well. All of our employees are doing well and we're making it through so far. And I hope that continues in May. And that was my big concern here. And I didn't want to come across as bragging or, hey, look what we did and we're so good. You really need to to pay me money and I'll teach you how to do the same thing. Let's wait a month. <laughs> I'm going to be taking money from as many people as I can to share exactly what we did. I've got a freeze on things right now, but what we've done has really been incredible as far as what other dog trainers right now are going through and other people in the dog industry are going through. And I, I know there are others that have nothing to do with us. We've got several people that we're coaching that are also doing really well right now. And, and I'm grateful for that. And then we've got several people that we're coaching that aren't. You know, what I have is not a magic bullet. Like there's places where, you know, I'm coaching a guy in Queens. You know, Queens has had like the worst breakout. Like what's he supposed to do? 
he's down. You know, I don't think anybody could be doing good there. I don't know. You know, I, I several people I'm coaching in Michigan, Virginia, where things are really shut down, like they're really struggling. And some of my clients are actually like they're clawing their way out. They're making some sales. They're doing some online stuff. But I'm not pretending to have a magic bullet here that can overcome anything. Can't, you know, overcome tons of like shutdowns and stuff like that necessarily. But what I what we do have is something special as far as, you know, the systems that we've built and things like that. And I wanted to give a, a state of the union as far as like the dog industry as I see it. And and from the, the things that I'm seeing in, in you know, certain areas and, and whatnot and what's working and what's not, with the hope that you can take some of this and use it however you use it, use it to be like, oh, wow, okay, we're doing good too. Glad to hear other people are doing good. Or man, we're about shut down, but this is this is helpful to know that other people in other places are doing good because I know I can come back or, or, or whatever, you know, or anything in between. I hope this can be of help because I've, like I say, I've been taking some notes on, on things that, that, I, that are working and uh, will continue to work is, is my hope and, and, you know, where I'm seeing things going on. So all right, that's my preamble. <laughs> that's me talking off the cuff without using my notes just yet. That's my preamble to say the world's not shut down yet, even in places you know where the government's got you shut down. I've got clients making sales online. Like there's there's legitimate good things out there, and there's even potential for growth right now. Don't listen to anybody that says here's the only way you can have growth by my system. No one knows what's going to happen tomorrow. No one knows what May is going to look like. I'm going to tell you what's working for us. And like I say, as long as we pull out of this, meaning we collectively as a country and as a world and things start going back to normal, like I say, I'm going to market the heck out of our system because I, you know, it's, it saved us and a lot of people. But right now, it's a matter of triage you know, and, and trying to figure out what's going to work for right now and then planning for the future. So stay with me. We're going to have a quick ad here and then I'm going to come right back. When I adopted her, she was a mess. Scabs, itching, licking, missing fur, hot spots, a thin, dull coat. So I take the dog to the vet for the standard run-of-the-mill tests and treatments. No results. I hear your advertisement on the radio. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. So I get the five-pound box of Dynavite and the Lico Chops within a four-week total. Instead of a German Shedder, I have a German Shepherd. Sheba is a 105 lean pounds of shiny, smooth, happy dog for life because she gets fed Dynavite. And the results, they're just incredibly outstanding. And she loves it. When you rescue a dog, you have to do the right thing. You've got to feed them right for life. Do the Dynavite. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> All right, I'm back. We're talking coronavirus 2020, this sucky thing that is really pissing me off. By the way, I just actually talked to the first person that I've actually talked to that's had it, sold a training program for over $2,000 to a person who has had corona. So did her spouse and their six children. They all had corona, got through it. She really struggled 
and the kids did fine. But anyway, it's real. It's a real thing, you know, for people who are like, oh, it's fake. Um, you know, there, there's a real problem out there. And so, but, and like I say, no one's got the answers. All right. So let me go through my notes on what's working, what's not, and, you know, why I think we're having results when maybe some other dog trainers are not in some of the same markets. And I don't, truly, I don't, I don't wish any ill on any other competitors in, in, in the markets because in the markets where we operate, because I am a true believer that rising tides lift all boats. I always speak positively about my competitors when, you know, when dog owners are like, Hey, what do you think about this company? I'm like, Hey, they're great. Here's what they do. Great. Here's what we do. Great. That I think you're going to like more, you know, but I'm always willing to say positive things. And it's my belief that the more of us that are out there charging high ticket prices for dog training, the better off we're all going to be. But like I say, there's, there's things that, that we're doing that, uh, that are getting us better results right now. Number one, we were doing things right before. And I know that's like kind of a, an anticlimactic note here, but it's an important distinction to make. And no, we weren't a perfect business before. We're not a perfect one now by any stretch. But we were a company that before this mess came out had systems for just about everything we do. Now, we're always trying to refine and improve our systems, but we have systems for how we answer the phone. We have systems for how we respond to emails. We have systems for how we get traffic to our website. We have systems for our Facebook ads. We have systems for our sales presentations. We have systems for how we deliver the training. We have systems for how we do customer service. We have systems for everything that we do. Again, not perfect, but there's a system there. And just right there is that puts us in a league in the top 1% of dog businesses, period. Dog businesses, some people, you know, think that they have systems, but when you actually look at it, they have their way of doing things, but it's not systematized in a way that somebody could come in and take over and do it. It's just like, I'm a really good salesperson and I basically do it like this, but they couldn't teach that to somebody or here's how I train the dog. Um, but they, it would take them months and months and months to teach another person to get proficient at it. And so they don't, they've got their way of doing things, but they don't have systems. And I'll be honest, I'm not a systems guy. I don't get excited about operations and systems. I get excited about marketing and sales. And so I am so far behind on systems versus where I should be because it's hard for me to do them. And so I'm saying that because if it's hard for you to do them, I've got sympathy and empathy for you because it is really hard for me to put together systems and training manuals and, and stuff like that on, on how we should be doing sales calls on how we should be doing training. It's not easy for me. But we've we've been spending years doing it, you know, on, on putting together things on, you know, systems on how we do things. And so if you don't start now, you know, there's no reason why you can't pull up a Google Doc and start creating, you know, a, a place where even if you plan on being the only person in your business for the rest of your business, there's no reason why you shouldn't start creating systems on, hey, here's how to answer the phone. Start there here's how to do this. Here's how to do that. And, and just put it all in one place and start creating this living manual that you can update, you can change, you can tweak, but, you know, start creating this, these systems so that you have a way of operating, whether the times are good or the times are bad. That's one thing. Another thing is we've stayed consistent on advertising. We've actually increased our ad spend, not by a ton and not in every market that we're in, but I've actually increased my ad spend because the sales are there. And again, we have systems for recognizing how well our advertising is working. And so I can look and say, oh, I did $300 on this and it brought us $5,600. Yeah, let's go up on that. 
let's do $400. Let's do five, you know, let's, let's increase our ad spend. You know, we'd be crazy not to type thing. And so we've stayed consistent on advertising. Now, some of you aren't advertising at all. Advertising is a tough one. Most people don't know how to do it. I mean, they can create Facebook ads or Google ads or, or whatever, but to create profitable ads, I mean, I've got podcasts on that. That is a lot of, you know, that's, that's a lot of work there, but whatever you're doing, maybe you do a lot of content, stay consistent with that. Maybe you're advertising, stay consistent if you can, if you can, you know, put it in your budget, but we stayed consistent on the things that we were doing, doing our email newsletter, doing our, um, you know, doing our advertising. And because we continue to stay consistent with getting our message out there, while other dog trainers are not, you know, they've, they've halted advertising, they've gone down on advertising, they've, you know, they're, they're kind of hunkering down. We are gaining market share. You know, people, we are easier to find than before because there's less noise and we're the ones that are making the noise in the market more, you know, proportionally larger than before because we've stayed consistent. And so it was working for us before. And as long as it works, we're going to keep doing it. So again, same for you. If you're advertising and it's working, keep it up. If you're doing content and it's working, keep it up. We stayed consistent. Despite my fears and wanting to run away to Mexico, we stayed consistent. I almost shut my ads off. Like I did. Be, and this is how stupid we are as people. And I said we because I didn't want to say me. Here's how stupid I am. I hadn't even checked my numbers when I thought, when I was considering shutting down advertising. I was looking at, oh my gosh, we lost this client, this client, this client. Oh, we've lost $10,000 in the last two days. And so my gut reaction was shut off the advertising. We don't have the money for it. I didn't even bother to check the revenue to make sure that, you know, that, that it was still working just fine. And it was, it was still working just fine. A little bit less as efficiently as before because we were losing clients but we were still gaining enough clients from it that we would have been idiots to shut it off. And so know your data and keep doing what's working. The third thing I'm noticing is our competitors could never go out and get clients on demand. So I noticed that like in, in some of my local markets where I'm seeing other dog trainers say, oh my gosh, like, yeah, we're not shut down. We could be working, but no one's buying dog training right now. And we're selling a lot of it. I noticed that like they could never create clients on demand and so they were creating clients through inertia, meaning they had, they had clients, people liked them, they got referred, they got referred. And through no like scientific strategy, they were getting clients and they were doing fine or maybe even really good. But it was all inertia. It wasn't on purpose. It wasn't something they had designed. It was just kind of happening. And so inertia stops when the world comes to a stop, right? Or actually inertia goes, anyways, now I'm mixing metaphors and stuff. But when everything came to a halt, so did their inertia. And so they didn't have, well, I'm going back now, I'm getting a little bit repetitive. They didn't have systems for creating clients. And so when, again, when the, when the world comes to a halt and, and the economy, you know, constricts or whatever the word is there, they didn't have anything to fall back on. So they couldn't go to their email list. They didn't have an asset where, where they could start emailing. I started emailing product sales. I've done like an extra $6,000 in product sales um, this month. And that's just free cash you know, because I had an email list and I could just email people and create cash that way. It was awesome. But they didn't have that built. They didn't have the asset built of, of, uh, of sales pipelines on how to bring in leads and turn them into phone calls and how to turn those into sales. They didn't have that as an asset. They were growing by inertia. All right. Another thing I'm noticing. So this is, this is kind of, it's kind of conversational, isn't it? <laughs> I apologize for that, but but yeah, this, my list here is uh, things that we're doing, but it's also just kind of some observations that I'm seeing. So 
one of the observations I'm seeing are people are getting dogs right now. You've probably noticed this. And so what does that mean? So when I say people are getting dogs, things like shelters are emptying out. People are coming in and, and rescuing dogs and breeders are getting sold out. I've talked to several breeders that are like, my litters are spoken for until the winter. And that's never happened to me. And so more people are getting dogs. That's good, right? Maybe. What that means is demand is going to go up. I mean, whether it is now or it's going to be both, I don't know. But demand is either up right now or will be up or will continue to go up because more people will have dogs. But that does not mean that our industry will grow. It doesn't. Our industry will likely shrink, is my guess, you know, in 2020. I don't think anyone's ever measured the dog training industry or the pet sitting industry as far as how much revenue is generated in these industries. But my guess is it's actually going to shrink. So demand will go up because there's going to be way more dogs in the marketplace. But remember that when we're talking about supply and demand, fulfilling that demand or, you know, fulfilling that supply of what people need, people will, will continue to have problems with their dog. There's going to be way more dogs out there. So way more dogs are going to need walks. Way more dogs are going to need pet sitting. But again, that depends on whether or not people are going out of town. Way more dogs are going to need grooming as soon as grooming is considered essential. Way more dogs are going to need training. They're going to need them. So the demand will be there. But the question is, will you be able to supply the demand? Because a certain supply to demand has always existed and that supply is nothing. So for example, when dog owners are looking for dog training, the options they have are you, if you're a dog trainer, your other dog trainers in the area, but that's not the only competition that's that's competing for their dollars. The other things competing for their dollars are things like thunder shirts, which you might think are kind of a joke. <laughs> I kind of do. Or medication or those little ultrasonic things that make dogs stop barking. I don't actually think they ever, I've ever heard of them working, but these are all your competitors. It's not just other dog trainers. YouTube is your competitor. You know that everyone you talk to has been like, I've been watching YouTube videos. YouTube is your competitor. And then of course, doing nothing is your competitor. Someone has a problem with their dog and they do nothing. They need it walked and they do nothing. They need it trained and they do nothing. So doing nothing has always been an option and it's always been a competitor to you. And I think people forget that. And as long as doing nothing is, is a competitor, you've got to come up with a really compelling reason why somebody should pay you a bunch of money rather than do nothing. Because doing nothing is safe and it's easy. And yeah, it causes pain, but people learn to deal with pain all the time. Like people live with chronic pain for years and years and years. And so you have to create a compelling offer. And most dog businesses don't have a compelling offer. They say, we're a good dog trainer. We're a good pet sitting company. We promise, <laughs> you know, and they don't have any way of defining what makes them good versus their competitors, including the act of doing nothing. And so, like I say, I think do nothing is going to be a competitor that gains a lot of market share this year because there will be a lot of unemployed people and there will be a lot of people with less money than they had previously. And so do nothing will be a viable option for a lot of people. It won't be the one that they want, but it's going to gain market share much like you're, you know, that we all hope to gain market share. Do nothing is going to be a big market share gainer this year is my prediction. And so, like I say, right now, work on your offer. What's compelling about it? And ask yourself that question, like go through your website, go through your marketing materials, go through your sales process, go through everything and say, what am I saying right now? That is something that only I could say. And if there's nothing, 
then know that it's not compelling. If, if you're saying, I can train your dog to heal on leash, come when called, stay when told, then you have no compelling offer because every dog trainer in the country can say the same thing. If you say, well, I actually can work on fixing aggression, guess what? So do most of other dog trainers. Now, do you do it better? Hopefully. Okay, define that to the marketplace. And if you don't know how to do it, now is the time to start researching. I've got podcasts about it. There's tons of ways you can research. But now is the time to figure out how to make a compelling offer. Guys, this is crazy. Like I say, I'm happy for my family and I'm happy for the the families of those people that we've impacted with our systems. But I can't enjoy it as much as I would hope in times like I have in times past when we've been doing well because of how many people are suffering right now. Like I say, I want to couch everything I say with that because that's, gosh, it just sucks. So I don't know what everybody should do. I don't know what May is going to bring, what June is going to bring. But I do know four things that have worked for us that will work for you, that will work for anybody. Number one, have a compelling offer. What makes you better? Number two, have proven ways to message that offer on your website, in an ad, on Facebook. You know, how is your copywriting skills? How are, you know, how are your messaging skills? Number three, get people to see those messages. Number four, have a system for taking someone from a lead to a sale. If we break everything down into why we're $47,000 better so far in the month of April versus last year, it's because we have a compelling offer. We have proven ways to message that online. We get people to see those messages and then we've got a proven way from taking them from interested to a sale. And that's it. Those four things are what's saving us right now. And if you've got deficiencies in those areas, I know I do forever. If I have this business 40 more years, 40 years from today, I'm going to be having things that I'm trying to fix on my business. But I've at least got those things down well enough, running as a well-oiled enough machine to where we are actually growing through a pandemic. And not only us in our four locations, but other people that I'm coaching right now are growing right now through a pandemic because of these four things. So not saying this to sell you anything, at least as far as April 2020. Again, let's talk end of May 2020, and I will sell the heck out of you because I am going to be the biggest preacher of this because this has been working for us for years. We've been developing this system, but seeing what it's doing now is is insane, and I will happily sell this to anybody and everybody later. But right now, start thinking on these four things. Do you have a compelling offer, a proven way to message that offer online, a proven way to get people to see those messages, and a proven system for taking them from interested to a sale? That's how you survive in good times. That's how you survive in bad times. I'm convinced. I've been through good. I've been through bad. I've been through way more good. I mean, our economy has been growing for 10 years now, and I'm grateful for that. And I hope this is a blip in an otherwise trajectory towards the moon. But as long as things are bad now, and we know they might be bad for longer, and we know that bad times will come again, even if good times come immediately, you know, by fall, for example. We know that bad times will come again. We can better weather them through having those four things. I hope you're doing well. I hope your family's doing well. These are sucky times, but there's there's silver linings in everything that we do. So thanks for listening. Go listen to all my episodes on PetLifeRadio.com, Six Figure Dog Business. While you're there, listen to the other shows. There's a ton of great shows on this network, so please do listen to those. And then uh, head over to TieTheDogGuy.com. Check out what we're doing. And yeah, best of luck to you in these weird times. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.